And welcome back to another short episode of Blossom Down. We are your hosts. I am Steve. He is Wally. He is David. I know at the end of Monday's episode, Wally alluded to how we wouldn't really have an episode here. There was a lot of NFL news I kind of dropped. We all wanted to hop on, kind of talk our way through it, so why not? Before I toss it to them, we want you to know that this episode is brought to you by Tabbies.com, the premier Delta 8 edible on the market, T-A-B-E-A-S-E.com. Make sure you use promo code FOOTBALL for 20% off the order as well as free shipping. Boys, there's too much going on in football. We're not, we're not even a week removed from a playoff game in between the Super Bowl, and we already have drama stirring up in NFL news. But how are we doing, boys? I'm doing pretty well. I'm going to keep it short because before we get into just kind of a fun way to start the show, David just informed us or informed us less than two minutes ago of some breaking NFL news. Great timing for the show. David, hope you're doing well, but can you give us that news? Yeah, I'm doing great. Uh, So Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals running back, if you didn't know, uh, he was issued a warrant for his arrest this afternoon. uh, So Thursday afternoon allegedly pointed a gun at a woman in downtown Cincinnati and said, you should be popped in the face. I should shoot you. The police can get me. Uh, wow. I, 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 what, what are your guys' thoughts? Because this, I mean, it's, I don't know. I, it's I'm brand like, new. There's, yeah. it, this is less than five minutes old. So if we say something that isn't true or anything, just keep that in mind at home. None of this is proven yet, of course. But, uh, Stephen, I, I don't even know what to say. The Bengals, are their week is going from bad to worse. And this isn't one of those situations where you can be like, well, hold on, let's see what the other side of the story is. I mean, that is, I don't know, where, where did that quote even come from, David? Is it something that we can grasp onto fully yet? That or? came from Yahoo News, and I'm trying to get a second source of it. So the actual arrest warrant is double verified, Sports Illustrated and Yahoo News. PFF's also reported on it now, too. Yeah, I'm trying to find a, a double verifying source on the actual words said, but that could be where where it's not totally the truth. That's wild. Yeah, I need to know. But again, the point I'm trying to make, I don't think that this is a story that you can sit back and wait for the other side unless it's it has to be something ridiculous. But I mean, for the fact of you going through the city and Cincinnati isn't like an overly huge city you know especially if you're an nfl player they're going to notice you over some reds players that anyone who's not named joey Votto, they're not going to know who that is so you're going to stick out like a sore thumb for you to do this this is bad you know you i'm sure there's a lot of emotions like wally said it's it's a bad week you just came off a loss of being able to go to the super bowl in the afc championship game i'm sure someone some people were chirping i just can't imagine what would bring someone to get to that point Gunpoint, that is. Sorry, I shouldn't be making jokes, but I'm uh <laughs> nobody I, got hurt. It's 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 okay to laugh a little. Well, here's the thing, and and I don't know if one of you has the contract stats up, uh, but so he's entering, I think, the the third year of his four-year deal. Fourth year of his five-year deal. Fourth year of his five, so third of the fourth year of his extension, I think, right? Yeah, 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 so, exactly. So yeah, so at least I got my math right, kind of. Um, <laughs> we, we, we got there together with each other's help yeah so I, you know I don't know what his dead cap looks like but you know are the Bengals gonna cut him and and roll with Pirine could you could you shed some contract space for a rookie deal well Joe Goodberry is somebody that the three of us have all followed on Twitter he's a very good Bengals insider this week he's actually been hinting at the idea that Joe Mixon because he's kind of lost a burst 
Last week, he literally played half as many snaps as Samaj P. Ryan. There's a very good chance they move on from him and accept the $5.5 million of dead cap that is on his deal. Here's the thing. I don't know if this Nolan voids anything. And something to remember is that Joe Mixon was caught on film in college punching a woman in the face and knocking her out cold. This isn't the first time his name has been around and stuff like this. And that wasn't even like an alleged thing. It was caught on tape. It happened. He was he was like a first round, like a guaranteed top 20 pick before that happened, wasn't he? He was. Well, it was definitely going to be high. The biggest problem with that story and the reason why many people took it with a little bit of a grain of salt is that there were reports that the woman who he punched said a racial slur to him, which doesn't justify it, but it makes it more like you can understand how somebody would have their wires snap. This is, I mean, this is strike two. I mean, that was before you were in the NFL. You'd imagine that is the biggest wake up call you could ever have. But now when you're established, when you're in the greatest situation of your life, I can't believe that this would happen. To your point about Samaj P. Ryan, I'm big on that. And I know that David's David's dropped some knowledge about how poor Joe Mixon has been running, regardless of what the offensive line of the Cincinnati Bengals is playing like. And it's it's been egregious. And we can we know and we all see when Joe Mixon's out, Samaj P. Ryan comes in, it's the same old line, it's the same people. What is he doing different? that is outproducing Joe Mixon, or in this case, it's getting to a point where now he's out snapping Joe Mixon once he is in the rotation or back fully healthy as a starter. So it just seems, and I think you kind of alluded to it, Wally, and I thought you were going to bring it back, but uh, it, it seems like, and maybe it was off camera, this is almost doing them a favor. Again, it's not good. This looks horrible. I'm not, you know, I'm not positively reinforcing this, but it's like, okay, well, now this is a gateway. We're already on the fence of getting rid of Joe Mixon, Thank you. This is an easy boot. Maybe we can save a little bit more money than we want. Give Samaj P. Ryan a bit of an extension, a bit of a raise that's still going to be half of what Joe Mixon was probably making. And that's a win-win. And now you have a little bit of money and a huge year that you're going to have coming up. That is a fantastic point. I'm happy you brought that up because there was a wide belief that one, if not both of these running backs would be forced to move on from Cincinnati. At least now you know. It's February 2nd, and you know that you were going into the free agency market. You were going into the draft, needing running back, potentially backs. P. Ryan is up. He's an unrestricted free agent. He's coming off a two-year, $3.3 million deal. You'd imagine he's probably worth more like three or four now, given the year he just had. It'll be interesting to see if the Bengals want to give him that. But, yeah, this, this feels kind of like, in a weird way, a blessing in disguise for the Cincinnati Bengals. A blessing in plain daylight for the whole NFL. Tom Brady has officially, for the second time, retired from the NFL after 23 seasons. The three-time NFL MVP has finally hung it up after a season that was lackluster, didn't really finish the way that he did. This dude is virtually holding every single quarterback record in the NFL. I'd really have to sit down and look at the numbers, look at some trajectories, but he might be in some like Ray, or not Randy Moss, some Jerry Rice-esque records where they might not get sniffed. They might not get broken. Pat Mahomes may have something different to say about this is a conversation you can have another 15 and 20 years, but the greatest quarterback, which I think all three of us can agree on the greatest quarterback ever has just left the game. And this time it feels real compared to last year when we're like, okay, we all know he's coming back. We're not going to take it serious. He's gone right into the Fox booth. 
this feels very real. It feels very final and it hurt more than I expected to. I think I remember saying that last spring that it was a bummer that, and I never expected to, I thought I'd be having champagne flowing in the street, people dancing. We were going to have a chance again, but instead we're all kind of sad. It reminds me of that Kobe Bryant commercial in his final year where the fans are screaming, I hate you and cue the show light on Kobe conducting the crowd that I love to hate you. That's what this feels like where we're losing somebody that has been such a, an anchor, a, a focal point in our football lives. And all of a sudden it's like the end of our childhood is just being thrust in our face and it sucks. I don't know. I still don't think he's retired. I'm still, I, I think he's going to pull a Brett Favre. I really do. I think it's, it's six months from now. He's going to realize he threw his whole marriage away and like, why should he retire? You know, right this second, but neither here nor there. Uh, Steven, you mentioned like some of those records that he has. I'd argue that probably only the playoff accomplishments might not be touched. And I'd argue in 25 years, we might be having arguments about, Patrick Mahomes or somebody else the way that we have arguments about LeBron and Michael Jordan and you're going to be stuck in the same arguments with the same people that that won't give up on Michael Jordan but the way I see it is, is his records probably could be broken if you give a guy 20 years in the NFL you got to remember now we got one extra game something that that Brady was only privy to for what two seasons one season two seasons one season two God, I, I there was 17 games last year, right? I'm not crazy. That's I'm like losing my mind here. Two no, seasons. You're right. Okay, two no, seasons. I started second guessing everything. Yeah, I, like I, I, it's like I felt like it was the first year or something. No, but two seasons. So, like, you know, give some give a guy like Patrick Mahomes a 20-year career with an extra game each of those years. And you know, he probably puts up similar, if not breaks, some of those records. Am I saying it's likely? No, but there was a period of time where where Dan Marino's records were were untouchable, and then seven quarterbacks in five years broke them. So it only it took thirty years to do it, but it, it's I feel like every every decade the game evolves, and and we think something's untouchable, but it might not be. Super Bowls probably untouchable, probably just because you know statistically you got to make one like every other year, but that's so absurd. That is right? so like, absurd. <laughs> It's and like every, three, gonna break every it, three years. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I mean, it's the only person who could probably touch as of right now. The only person who could touch the Super Bowls is Mahomes, and he's got to win it this year because it's like you got to win one every three years of your career to get to where he's at. So you have, you that's a beat a one every other, win one every third year, basically. Well, right. and Patrick Mahomes blew it too because something that'll get overlooked, and part of the reason Brady was able to be so successful, he was married to someone who had three times his net worth. So he was able to take discount deals and the New England Patriots benefited from it. Where right now, Patrick Mahomes is in the middle of a half a billion dollar contract. You just saw Tyreek Hill have to go out the door. I get the offense look good this year. You have arguably the best tight end of all time too on your roster. Things like this aren't gonna always be there. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes elevates guys, and yeah, maybe some of the stats, like the completions, the attempts, the yards, touchdowns, whatever. But to your point, David, those playoff accolades are what make Tom Brady, Tom Brady. And they are beyond untouchable. I just want to read a couple for you guys so that it's just the people at home can hear this. 
Obviously, we know seven Super Bowls, which is more than every single NFL team in the league. Ten Super Bowl appearances, David's point. It's like every other year. He had 35 postseason wins. 35. The Raiders can't get 35 wins in 10 years, let alone 35 playoff wins. 20 appearances in 23 years to the playoffs. The only season that he missed when he was a full-time starter was his second year in 2002. His only losing season was this year where they won the division. 1,200 completions, 1,300, 400 yards, 88 touchdowns, 14 game-winning drives, nine fourth-quarter comebacks. The guy is one of one. Maybe he doesn't have the skill set of the Dan Marino, the Patrick Mahomes, but there's never been someone like Tom Brady in our sport. And it's kind of hard to dislike him at this point. And I know we are talking about it. Anyone who is, if you're in the AFC East, I get it. You hate him. But true football fans are going to be upset about Tom Brady because this is, we don't have that type of guy in the NFL. We've only heard about it. But to actually witness, this is, this is like UCLA back in the day with John Wooden. This is Shula, 72 Dolphins. That's Tom Brady. We don't get that. The competition has been so even over the past 25, you know, 30 S years leading up to now. It's even getting even in a Pat Mahomes when we thought this dude was going to be the best quarterback ever. Joe Burrow and Justin Herberts. And now you got the young quarterbacks coming. It's perfection. You don't get that. And what people don't understand is it's so hard to come by. I get it. I'm so tired of watching him in every year. Why? Why do you hate perfection? I hate to be the calling coward of the of the group and have this take, but it's so much fun to watch. What are you talking about? It's just like, it's like a positive car wreck in slow motion. I can't turn away. Something's going to happen. This is beautiful. Can I ask and you guys a question real quick? Breaks my heart. Breaks my First too. time you saw Tom Brady? That's a good one. But I was going to even go a step farther and say, where was the moment for you, if you had one, Stephen? It doesn't sound like you ever hated Brady like David and I probably did as AFC fans. Was there a moment that you can pinpoint where he changed your own personal perception of him? When he left New England. I know that's bad, but like... It took that long for you. I, I never... I was always a Peyton over Brady fan. Like, I, I loved Peyton Manning. So Brady was was like the the nemesis, Right. So it took it took him leaving New England before I was like, hmm, I actually kind of like him. Like I I don't hate him anymore. He was I, I a lot kind of like more personable right. in Tampa right. Bay too. Yeah. Well, you're just able to kind of see some colors instead of just the gray or the black and white that he had all in New England. There no, there was you know there was a time where it was just so cool to hate Tom Brady. You know, oh fuck this guy, he's not cool. I it was early on. I want to say sixth like maybe like sixth seventh eighth grade when I started playing football and I was like oh you know I know three plays this sport's hard I respect all professionals that do this because I'm a genius at this game now so I think once it got there I really started respecting him but you guys have to remember my question I asked my first time seeing Tom Brady Super Bowl against the Carolina Panthers. So living down there at that time after Brady just beat the Panthers and a team that had been there not even a decade making it to, or just a decade and making it to the Super Bowl just to lose to Tom Brady. I mean, you don't, he wasn't anything back then. That was his first or second one at the time. So it was Justice easy to hate Mushin him. Mushin Muhammad. Mushin Muhammad, baby. And my boy Smitty. 
I love my boy Steve Smith. Jake DeLome. Oh. Who was their edge rusher? Didn't they have like a really young high Julius profile? Peppers, wasn't it? That was it. It was young Julius Peppers, wasn't it? Don't forget about my man Stephen Davis in the backfield, number 48. Gosh, yeah. See, that was a fun – see, my first conscious memory of Tom Brady was January 19th, 2001. So I have hated Tom Brady – for like 15 years, I was like David. We probably sat at the same Walsh Jesuit high school lunch table arguing with our friends over how Peyton Manning is a better quarterback than Tom Brady. And then, I don't know, sometime around, I think it was probably the second Giants loss in the Super Bowl. I My hate started softening a little, and I started accepting that I was going to have to hold an L on the whole, like, who's going to be remembered. So that sucked, but I hated, hated the Legion of Boom. I hate kind of dynasties. It's just you like to see new blood. So when you they, hate dynasties, but love Tom Brady. Well, that's the thing. I get it. It sounds so stupid that he is the guy that I had to turn to to hope that we were avoiding a new dynasty in Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, that Seahawks team. And I think that the, I can literally remember in my eyes that jump. You're the woo, woo. You know that high pitch scream he has when there's the pick. That was probably it for me where I'm like, God, I don't know what happened, but I can't hate him anymore. God, I'm so happy that that Tom Brady shut up Richard Sherman, Brandon Browner, and Cam Chancellor. Nothing was more annoying than those dipshits on TV. That face of Richard Sherman, the, the immediate after the pick, was phenomenal. He hates it. Ever since that moment, he hates Russell Wilson with a fucking passion. That's the funniest thing. Like, it's, like it's Russell's fault, but he probably hates him because he's like, you're a bitch for not auto-blowing out and just giving it to Marshawn, which I get. No, the best is that picture of Tom Brady taking the knee and Richard Sherman's just right in front of him, ready to give him a handshake, like the first second that ticked off when it hit triple zero. So, yeah, that's I, I was so indifferent about that Seattle team. God, we can talk about we can talk about Super Bowl matchups. Tom Brady, the best to ever do it. Talk to me in 15 to 20 years. But as of right now, he is the best. Can't wait to see what his Hall of Fame speech is going to be like. Is he going to go in as a Buccaneer or, or a Patriot? I'm kidding. But last thing before we go, Rob, apparently Robert Kraft is pushing really hard to get him signed to a one-day contract so he can retire as a Patriot. He has to, right? I hope. I mean, I don't. he can't be that upset with Bill Belichick that he wouldn't do that. I can't imagine. He, if he doesn't, he's literally coming back next year. So, you know. Honestly, I'd agree. But – I don't think that's happening. I was thinking that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just come sign a one-day contract. Psych, it's three years for $10 million. You are a bitch again, Tom. We kind of alluded to this already on Monday, but now it is official. D'Amico Ryan back in Houston. Name as the head coach, the defensive coordinator for San Fran here. Well, he's, he's been there for the past two years. Former Texas linebacker. But man, oh man, of course there's some drama. I'll throw it over to you guys about the Ian Rappaport, Adam Scheffler conflict. I was reading a story about how both of them are kind of wrong, but it was more blasting Adam Scheffler just because of the history of all the BS that he always reports. But D'Amico Ryan, we already talked about it, guys, but back in Houston, we all know he's got his guy. They got their guy. Yeah, D'Amico Ryan, it was a good hire. But it'll be interesting to see how it plays out because he's he's in for a rough go-ahead the next two years. It's definitely a tough position to start if you're D'Amico Ryans. But in a weird way, I almost think it's why Sean Payton was so interested in Houston, because this is a blank slate. If you were given a contract that 
can give you that security to basically say, hey, you guys have fired your last couple of coaches in one year. If you're going to do it to me, I'm going to get compensated very well. Then you can kind of go into this, again, clean slate. You are going to be loved by the fans. You already have been under some very good and high-profile coaches. I love the move for the Texans. I, I think they'll look back and be happy with this in five years. Sean Payton officially traded to become the new head coach of the Denver Broncos. They traded their 2023 first round pick, which is the 29th overall, as well as a second round pick in next year's draft in 2024. David, I know there's some more that you can break down here, but Sean Payton finally find a home. I think we can all say that's not the team we thought in the West that he was going to go to, but maybe he has the opportunity to repair Russell Wilson and kickstart his career, the second chapter of his career, that is. Yeah, I, this was like the last place I ever anticipated Sean Payton going. But for some context here, three first round picks in three second round picks for Russell Let's Ride Wilson and Sean Payton. Yikes. I, I do like, here's the thing I do think this is a phenomenal hire for the Broncos. It's like the last ditch effort to salvage what's, you know, what's probably as, as it currently sits, the worst contract in NFL history. Do I think that Sean Payton can turn Russell Wilson back into like a, you know, fringe top 10 manageable serviceable starter? Absolutely. I think he can do it. Do I think it's highly likely? No. Do I think it's possible? Absolutely. I I don't know. The the Broncos were set up to be sneaky great last season. Obviously they tremendously failed that, but I, I do think Sean Payton could have them back on track as maybe a nine or 10 win team in a best case scenario but I don't think this this puts them in conversation for the AFC West. Like, at the end of the day, I think they're still the third best team in the AFC West, and I'd, I'd probably say fourth if, you know, the Raiders... No, you don't have to make of, me feel better. No, no, if the Raiders didn't get rid of Derek Carr, I would say fourth, but now that I know they're going to, it's, it's without a doubt the Raiders are last place in that division. Anyways, part of me believes that, that Russell Wilson's kind of like the perfect quarterback for Sean Payton, just because he gives them mobility and pocket passing, which is like what he tried to combine with Taysom and uh, Brees. But Wilson's kind of like average at both, slightly above average at both. So like you're not getting Taysom Hill, the best utility player in the game, and you're not getting Drew Brees, one of the best passers to ever play the game. You're getting above average at a, a little bit of both. I'm kind of in wondering why Sean Payton didn't force his way to a better team or a better situation. But at the same time, is it bad for Denver? Absolutely not. This is the best case scenario for Denver. Is it questionable for Sean Payton? Absolutely. Steven and I are on the hook here. Is the best way I can say this is a chance that we're going to either be able to prove that we've been on the right side of the Sean Payton discussion or we can look really, really stupid. And I think that he, I think we both think he's a solid coach. It's just, I'm tired of treating him out. Like he should be this like hall of fame level guy. He's our, he's our Kyle Shanahan, David. No, I see. I don't even No, God, I not. I'm let, first of all, not a wormhole. I'm going down again. Not today. <laughs> I'm waiting Light for you, the David. Uh huh. Yep. Anyways, all I'm saying is that this is, it's probably a really good move for Denver because if somebody out there could re spark Russell Wilson, that's available. Mind you, this is probably the hire you need to make. 
I don't think it's going to work. I think Russell Wilson's just washed. So next year, I'm not even going to be doing victory laps if the Broncos go 7-10 and 10 because I want to see Sean Payton with the next guy because he's going to be here for three or four years. He's not. This is not a one- or two-year deal. That's, what's, that's, what, that's what doesn't make sense about why Sean Payton would take this job because what are you going to do if Russell Wilson is washed? You've got him for at minimum three more years before you can dump him. Like, uh, you know, why would we you see how Denver is with head coaches? Doesn't matter if you're Sean Payton. Well, I see this is different. They have that new ownership group. That's like the richest in all of football. They went out for this, like the sexiest, splashiest name they could do. They're going to hand over the keys. If anything, I feel bad if I'm George Patton, the GM for the Broncos, because what was it that we saw Payton look for this entire process? Why he loved Houston so much. Because he wants unilateral control. He might not technically have that in Denver, but he's going to be very close. So, yeah, I think that's the reason he did it. He takes this job thinking, I've got four or five years. He's going to have it. He's There's no way that he takes that job and he makes them make that trade unless there's an agreement between him and Patton of, like, you're going to go out and get exactly who I say you're going to go out and get. On paper, and I know that we saw it last year, but take Nathaniel Hackett with, you know, a few hundred grains of salt, but they have weapons, man. I like what they have. We're going to, you know, we're going to see what Javante Williams looks like, you know, coming back from that ACL injury. You know, they have a Cortland Sutton who got hurt. KJ Hamler could be a deep threat for once or one or two passes per game. You know that they, they still have Jerry Judy. They can get some stuff out of. They were really high on their, on their rookie tight end, Greg Dorsich. Can't remember. I don't, Albert. Albert O, the neck, the one behind him that they really got going here earlier in their season, waiting for their rookie tight end to come back. So they have pieces. Give me another piece in the O-line. I'm very, very interested to see who is going to be piecing together this coaching staff and who's going to be running that defense because we all know Vic Fangio was, the, was Sean Payton's main guy. With him now officially landing in Miami, I am very, very intrigued on who's going to be leading that loaded young defense there in Denver. My last note to even say on here is David brought up at the beginning of this, the three first round picks and three second round picks. What it fails to show you too, is that one of those first round picks was a trade this year, getting rid of Bradley Chubb. So you are getting rid of a very high profile edge rusher as basically part of this deal. It worked for Tampa Bay in 2002. The last time we saw a coach get moved. I don't know if it's going to happen again. I see you laughing, Steven. Go to hell. No, I just, because I totally forgot that was the last time. It never really happens. There's always, it's always just that niche article that drops every year. Like, uh, I remember a couple of years ago, it was the Mike Tomlin was getting for a trade. And, you know, you kind of see him all over and you forget that's a real possibility because, you know, the coaches aren't on the, aren't on the field playing. Man, they got a lot of pressure. Before we go, shout out to David. When Nathaniel Hackett got fired, he was like, oh, watch out for the Sean Payton uh, rumor bubbles. I said, absolutely not. There's nothing going on. And then all of a sudden, here we are a month later, not even. So kudos on David. Why don't you go ahead and pat yourself on the back, bud? Looking good, and now you're and you're smart as fuck. I, I don't even want to pat myself on the back because I didn't even want to see it happen, and here we are. <laughs> That's what you get for speaking into existence. Well, actually, the curse you know, is real. Sean Payton going to the Chargers or a team that's just set up for perfection – and I have to watch that team dominate for five years. It's better off he went to the Broncos. 
We'll see. Hopefully they don't do too many magic mushrooms in there trying to get him and Russ to get some chemistry together. Let's get in onto the 911 rapid fire. Before we toss it over to the boys and run through this, we want you to know that 911 rapid fire this week is brought to you by Abby Turner Creative, your one-stop shop marketing agency specializing in branding, high-end photography, fashion, and more, especially if you are age guys or it feels like there's a college graduation, baby pictures, weddings, you name it. Every single weekend they are happening. Abby Turner Creative is the only way to go. Check her out for yourself at abbyturnerphoto.com or on her Instagram, Sawdad and Sapphire. Again, that's Abby, A-B-B-E-Y, abbyturnerphoto.com. Rapid fire. We have the left tackle out of San Francisco, Mr. Trent Williams, flirting with retirement. 34, just coming off his 12th season, also an all-pro season. Easily the best left tackle in the league. You could say that over the past decade. Is he going to pull the trigger on this? I think that it's just an instinctual reaction right after a devastating loss to be low like this. But I tell you what, the 49ers better pray that he doesn't because Mike McGlinchey is also testing free agency this year. Reaction or not, Joe Thomas retired earlier than I thought he ever was going to. And it was a surprise if Trent Williams said, you know what, I've done it all. Oh, well, I wouldn't be shocked. And the 49ers are going to be screwed, to your point, if McGlinchey and Trent Williams are gone. A lot of bad news for San Francisco here to start. We have D'Amico Ryans. We have Trent Williams. But some good news for 49ers fans. They replaced D'Amico Ryans with Steve Wilkes. They brought him in. He's going to be the new defensive coordinator. Sucks he didn't get the head coaching job in Carolina, but this seems like a great opportunity for Wilkes, doesn't it? He's going to do so well with the 49ers. It's as simple as that. Wilkes is a great coach, and and the fact he didn't get the Panthers' job is a travesty, but you know what? He's going to be better off for it. Yeah, he just walked into a great situation, and now he gets to get paired back up with his boy CMC. The way that you're able to see the Carolina Panthers team and locker room huddle around Steve Wilkes, very similar to that, you can argue what that defense was like with D'Amico Ryans. I'm interested. It always kind of makes you think, bringing in a guy, not necessarily from the organization, moving its way up to the – to the defensive coordinator, the way that they were just electric flying around the ball with D'Amico, I'm sure that Steve Wilkes will get him right back, and he's going to be a great addition. San Fran, they're probably not going to miss a beat going on their third defensive coordinator in the past, what, 40 years at this point. Now in the Pro Bowl, just like we all predicted and just like we all saw, Derek Carr and that man, Tyler Huntley. Are you guys as mad as me about Tyler Huntley being added onto this? I don't understand it. I don't understand how Tyler Huntley is a pro bowler. Fucking Jacoby Brissett should be a pro bowler over Tyler yes. Huntley. And that's not even a that's not even a homer take. That's literally Jacoby Brissett did 10 times more this season than Tyler Huntley did. I don't even understand how he got on that freaking list. It pissed me off because what happens is it tarnishes Derek Carr going. Immediately after, it's a kick in the dick for Raiders fans. On top of this, if some freak accident happens tomorrow and Derek Carr ruptures his Achilles playing dodgeball, guess who's on the hook for the rest of his contract, even though they're moving on? The Las Vegas Raiders. I need to see the list of who, who opted out. I know Josh Allen opted out. Mahomes is opting out for the play, uh, for play, uh, the Super Bowl. You have Justin Herbert opt, uh, opting out for a surgery. Derek Carr, worthy. But to David's point, that's the first thing that popped up. How is Jacoby Brissett not there? Not that, not that he did 10 times more. It's because he was on the field 10 times more. Snoop Huntley, which stupid name, who the hell started calling him that randomly in the middle of the season? That pisses me off too. But this dude played four games, and he was 
horrible. There is no way that there cannot be another replacement. Throw Ryan Tannehill in there. Ryan Tannehill did more than Tyler Snoop Huntley. Stupid name, stupid reason to get to the Pro Bowl. The NFL salary cap now bumped up to 22, 24.8 million in the 2023-2024 season. Man, the Chicago Bears are sniffing just under 100 mil. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great if you're a Bears fan this next year. It's also great news for teams out there, i.e. Cincinnati, that is looking to extend their quarterback sooner than later. This is the time to do it. Cap's going to keep going up. Get ahead of the resetting markets. Hey, did you did you hear that? It's it's the sound of Lamar Jackson getting $50 million a year from the Baltimore Ravens. <laughs> the Cardinals are interviewing Cincinnati defensive coordinator Lou Anamaru. Lou Anarumo and Cincinnati offensive coordinator Brian Callahan for head coaching jobs. Interview set for yesterday and today. We're waiting to hear more and see who is going to be the next guy in Arizona. Be a big loss for the Bengals, though, one in it. Wouldn't it be hilarious if uh, one of these guys gets hired and then brings the other on to run their offense or defense, no matter where it was, and then Cincinnati loses both of them? Yeah, you know what? I hadn't I'm, I'm even glad- considered that. Oh, you always have to. I like the Lou Anarumo hire. That dude has been getting nothing but praise, and it's funny. He did the exact same thing last year. No one really talked about it up until uh, probably up, what, week five and on. People are like, man, this kid is really playing well or getting his defense to play well. Brian Callahan, you're walking in into a job interview because of Joe Burrow. So kudos to you. I hope that Arizona doesn't take them. Talk about a completely different offense he'd be running there in comparison to Joe Burrow. But I'm here. He's there. I don't know anything. I think Lou Anarumo is a is a phenomenal option to interview and potentially hire. I don't know. I I I don't think they're going to do it. I don't think Cardinals are going to make a smart decision. I'm sorry, I got pissed off here because I just saw this come up on my uh, timeline, so people are going to have to hear it with me. Derek Carr was asked about how well he was playing in the Pro Bowl tonight. Here you go, guys. Yeah, it's going to sound like shit. It's coming through my phone. Never been that hot in Las Vegas. Not that hot. That's probably why I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just devastated. I, I, I'm done. I, I'm just sad, guys. Oh, don't worry. I'm sad. I'm sad too because the what the pro am there in golf here this weekend. He had somebody asking, or Rogers came up. He said, "Well, I'm not going to San Fran." It's like cool. Like, you're such a douchebag. Just please stay and, and don't make me miserable. <sighs> Anyways, Jerry Jones wants Zeke back next year. That's whatever. Mike McCarthy to take over play calling duties. Cowboys talk. Let's go. Both are terrible moves. <laughs> agreed. Both, agreed. Both are historically bad moves for the Cowboys coming off a phenomenal year. Well, let's see. I know Wally was kind of uh, harping on it here on Monday, how Mike McCarthy really took those year or two off, um, just kind of reinvigorating himself in new offenses and dipping it in. So maybe that time off helped a little bit, or maybe he's just going to be as boring and bland as he is with not one, but two running backs that he can use. Unlike he was able to bore me to death in green Bay with just the one Zeke. Of course you want to come back. Who doesn't want to get paid all that money. And of course you want it cheaper because you're not going to get any better on the open market. You are so lucky Tony Pollard broke his leg in that final game because you would not be on their radar at this point. Yeah, and the fact that they have a delusional old man who's also the owner as GM helps too. I don't have bug eyed. Brock Purdy needs Tommy John surgery and is going to miss about a year. So Trey Lance season is back on. 
that is such a massive break for Trey Lance because he's at least going to have an opportunity to prove that he should be the guy moving forward. I hope he is because he's terrible. It's a big loss for actually San Francisco because Brock Purdy, he was good and he was actually very good for about six weeks, six of the eight weeks he started. <laughs> I just the QB carousel continues uh, in in San Francisco, and and it's not even like they have picks to trade for a new one. It's they're just they're stuck with with their own terrible decision making at quarterback. I know it comes full circle, but Trey Lance back to Jimmy, back to Brock. He's sprinkling a little Josh Johnson on top, and then we're going right back to Trey Lance. So I wonder how his physical therapy is going. I haven't really seen anything about that as of recent. But man, hey, as long as Shanahan can get his uh, blocking schemes better, Trey Lance should be there in there all year. God, I am just fucking gas on the. You fire. can put gas on the fire, but at the same time, do you see Shanahan in an interview say Jimmy G is not coming back at all? That's like, look, Brock Purdy's out, you know, Jimmy G's gone. Who are you going to get as a backup? Who's going to back up Trey Lance for when he inevitably gets hurt? I saw rumors, and David, you'll be excited about that. Jacoby Brissett, isn't it? No, Matt Ryan. Get that Baker boy up there. Could happen. Could happen. Vic Vangio, he's back. Defensive coordinator for Miami. They get their replacement down there. That's pretty big considering the fact that you have to go against Josh Allen two times a year and potentially a very good Jets offense two times a year. That's such a good hire. It's like that's low key, probably going to end up being the best hire of the offseason. And it's because you give him a pretty well tooled defense, maybe not with a lot of star power, but like a well tooled defense. And he's I don't care what anyone says about him. He's a phenomenal defensive coordinator. Let's see how the rest of these vacancies goes. But yeah, uh, between this and I think your boy up in Cleveland, Jim Shores, he's going to go down as two of the best offseason inquires on the uh, on the coaching staff in here. And somebody who had a deal or somebody who had to watch with my team deal with the Vic Fangio defense for so long, that's a good guy. And there's no way that Aaron Rodgers wants to go back facing that dude twice a year, right? I- I'm sure he does because – Drugs are legal. Ayahuasca can get easily in New York. But, no, it's a great hire for Miami. I think the first thing on their agenda, they they got that edge rusher here in Bradley Chubb in the, at the trade deadline. You still got Xavier, Xavier Howard. You need another playmaker in that defense to really make Vic Fangio pop. So, if you go back, you have – you always he never had overly stacked defenses, but he always had a guy at each level that can give you problems. And I think that Miami is one guy at – the linebacker level away, maybe sprinkling a, a, a half and half ass safety. He could really be making noise on that defense. Jermaine Pratt's on the open market. It's my last year here. We're going to hit the quarterback. Joseph Asai is somewhere looking like the PTSD dog gif, just like hearing and seeing voices. He's more like uh, Nick Swartz and he's the weird stepbrother or the, the weird half brother in bench warmers. And he's scared of the sun, but he eats sunblock. I just saw a clip of that the other day where he has to come up to bat with a sword in his hand. I forgot completely about that guy. Sunblock. Yeah, that dude is, uh, he might have agoraphobia if people keep cheating him bad here in the media. He's never going to want to leave his house. (laughs) Before we head out, we kind of had to jump right into it today. So we want to get our question here to recap at the end on a high note. So this one is, you know what? This is David's. David, I'm going to let you take it away. Give us the question. You can give the answer as well. 
Take it away, brother. All right. Would you rather be the smartest person on earth or the richest person uh, on earth? I'll, I'll go first because I have some some thought behind it, right? So there are cons in both. Am I dumb if I'm the richest person on earth or is my like just today? Like, do I do take me today and just make me the richest person on earth? Or, you know, if I'm the smartest person on earth, am I severely more annoyed by stupid people than I am today? Because I don't think I could live with myself if that were the case. On one hand, being the richest person in the world would be fucking amazing because you'd have everything you want, plus ungodly things like super yachts and fucking mansions all over the place. And, you know, you could fly everywhere, vacation everywhere. But, like, you have to wonder if you'd be fulfilled after, like, a month. Yeah, on the other hand, if I'm the smartest person in the world, I'm probably likely rich enough or could get rich enough at whatever I'm doing to at least just have whatever I want. So I, I think that thinking says I'd rather be the smartest person in the world, but I also worry about how, like, I get annoyed with just the general population as it is, and I'm, like, the most average intelligence person out there, but, like, if I was the smartest person in the world, I don't know if I could live with other people around me. I think I'd have to move out to the middle of nowhere. Oh, this one is so easy for me. You guys are going to think I'm the biggest piece of shit. Yeah, I'm going to be the richest person in the world. I hate working. Yes. I hate, I hate working. I hate, it's not that I'm not motivated, right? I can easily get myself motivated, but why? Get, go, I have to get up, go to work, pretend I like this fucking job for 40 to 50 hours a week doing all this stuff yeah and i get and, and being the smartest person in the world that means yeah you may not be rich right now but that means you gotta work to get rich that seems like a lot of work to work to work to get rich just give me the money now i'm gonna enjoy my life and and to david's point well after a month will i feel fulfilled that's never a thought of crossing my mind i'm like you know what if i hit like a two-leg parlay of both of them a thousand dollar home favorites i'm like i'm fulfilled Cause I would do, I would just open up a doggy daycare because that is the biggest money grab ever. People will just, you'll just rake in money when I, when I do blow it all away and need a, some source of income. And then I would just chill. Let's get a beach house, hang out, do nothing. I constantly complain about how about I hate, I, I hate cooking dinner. It took like 20 minutes. I was bitching the whole time. If you were the smartest man in the world though, wouldn't you love the sports gamble even more? intelligence with that doesn't necessarily mean when you're that smart you're always socially awkward right well so it's here, not like you're not gonna you're not gonna like sports i'm with you by the way steven i want to be the richest man in the world too but it's completely different reasons than what you gave and it's this simple for me ignorance is bliss if you are the smartest person on earth you are going to be constantly wearing down on your brain thinking about things that you don't want to think about Talk about existential dread. That is going to be the ultimate worst case scenario for you. And on top of that, have you ever been in a conversation with someone that you think is completely boring and you have nothing in common with, and it feels like hell? If you're the smartest person on earth, you're going to feel that way about 95% of the people that you ever in con or have contact with. You're going to look at them like almost in a lesser way. And you're going to be a worse person for it. So yeah, you might be smart. Yeah, you're going to be successful, but you're going to be miserable. If I'm the richest guy in the world, I hope that it's my brain right now. But even if I'm stupid as hell, ignorance is bliss. I'm rich. I'm going to buy the Raiders 
I'm going to abolish the team. I might buy my rival teams and just run them into the ground. I don't know, but that's what I can do because I'm the richest man alive. Yeah, I see. I love having fuck you money. Remember, Wally, money cannot buy you happiness, but it can literally buy you everything else. Amen. And every and having everything else would bring me happiness and joy. David, can we hear rebuttal from the world's smartest man? I don't have yeah. one because I, I I might switch my answer to richest person. Amen. It's, Welcome. It, it's being annoyed by the general population might be the reason to not choose it. And if I'm you're annoyed, annoyed now, imagine then. Yeah. I'm already annoyed and I am dug I am dumber than the bag that holds the bag of rocks. So I can't <laughs> imagine having to <laughs> well, deal with that. Okay, but here's the thing. You guys and all three of us hate driving because of people or we like to drive, but we hate other drivers. You're going to be taking a PJ wherever you want to go in life. Oh, no, no, I can't anymore after, ever since my boy Kobe. I ain't fucking with that. Train. Oh, we, we, we ain't talking about copters. We're talking about Buddy, the PJs. Roll, uh, I'll take a, I'm sitting in the back of a fucking Rolls Royce while a driver drives me around. Yeah, and drive me to Utah, bitch. Yeah. Dude, I'm taking a PJ from Pittsburgh to, like, Erie. I don't care if it's 15 minutes down the road. I just want to flex. I'm the richest man in the world. I mean, that's I actually, all I can do. I'm just going to take pilot's license and just get my own plane. I can whip it around like an Uber. Hello, Uber for Wally. I got nothing. That's all I have. With that, that's going to bring us to an end of our short episode. Thanks to all our sponsors, Tabby's, abbyturnerphoto.com. Make sure to look at all of our uh, social media here. We got Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, at Loss of Down. Twitter, down underscore loss. Until next time, LeBron James, over seven and a half rebounds. Jason Tatum, over seven and a half rebounds. is a constant lock, people. That's all I need to tell you. I know it's not football, but it'll get you through the winter. Take more PJs. Get more BJs. What's your go-to hot sauce? I love Cholula. Yeah, Cholula's the go. Let's go. This is a good spot. Look at the three of us on the right side of history. Cholula is just, it's got better flavor than every, Tabasco has the best flavor, but it's like, you can't use a lot of it. You just gotta, like, it's a dab. But Cholula is way better than Frank's, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. And I feel like Tabasco is such pigeonholed by, like, burrito or, like, Mexican or, like, Chipotle. I can put it on anything. Yeah, the Chipotle smoked is oh, yeah. the best freaking sauce in the world. It's so good. You can drink that stuff. The Chipotle or the Catahoula Cholula? Jesus. The, the Cholula Chipotle? That's good, too. That's outstanding as well. I'm talking about, talking that... about the Tabasco Chipotle one? Yeah, the smoked... Where oh, it's yeah. like the dark yeah, that red. Fire. Oh, I used to dude. steal those things from Chipotle just to work for. I swear to God, oh, I yeah. do too. Everyone I, I, I kid you okay, not, cool. I, I will admit that on like that is I used to steal like if I was taking it to go and like I didn't have any at home, it was just a quick grab some napkins, toss the thing in the bag, run away and Well and if you act casual like you're supposed to be doing it, mm-hmm. what's the worst that happens? Even if they tell you to stop, you'd be like, Oh, are these do we not are we not allowed to take those? I thought these were complimentary. That's so weird. I've taken so many of these. My bad, guys. This is the first time. Are you sure? Go check. Here, let me go speak with your can manager. We, go ahead and grab them. I'll stay, I'll stay right here. I just need to talk to a manager real quick. So what's what's clear of the air? Because I agree. Hey, if it's not cool, then I won't do it. But oh, All right. Ready to rock? I'm as ready as I'll ever be. I got a lot of money on basketball tonight, so I'm trying to watch this shit. Who do you have? Who don't I fucking have, Wally? Well, I mean, betting on both teams, that's usually not the way to be most profitable. Prop bets. You just bet on everybody to score.
You need an NBA All-Star yeah. game. Exactly. Um, let's see. LeBron James, eight plus rebounds. LeBron James, over eight and a half rebounds. Got a seven-leg parlay. Um, got a four-leg first basket parlay my buddy sent over. It's like a dollar to win like 1,200. Uh, the first basket parlays are so wild. I got a triple-double parlay. It's LeBron, LaMelo, and Luka. Tend to win like 3,700. Caleb Martin over five and a half rebounds for the Heat. Yep. And Bam and Abadi just have a double-double. Wow. Well, you have my well wishes. Dude, I appreciate that. And Paula, shut up. I'm about to record, woman. She's all hyped up after her bath. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I'll mute myself now. Hold on. Before you go, before you go, arrest warrant for Joe Mixon. Just saw an article pop into my feed. Might oh, that's how we're that. definitely starting. If it's if it's verified, we're starting that. It's on SportsIllustrated.com. Hold on one second. Pointed gun. Oh my god. Pointed gun at a woman in Cincinnati. That's two sources: Yahoo Sports and Sports Illustrated. Oh my god. I got, I got one for a WLWT five, which looks like to be the local. That's the Cincinnati, Cincinnati station. Seven hundred AM WLW. Why do you know uh, that? I'm throwing My it family's at... from Cincy. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm throwing it at the top of NFL news. Real quick. Do it. Yeah, that's our first story when we open up. 